get that pig! Hello, my name is Anigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Just kidding. It's just Rev Hudgens. Hi, this. Welcome back to the Bacon Bowl. <laughs> Where I'm joined with Jack Hudgens and Max Ryan. Once again, I am place, replacing Vigo for momentary, for momentarily times, and um, momentarily times. For momentarily times. Vigo, she's I'm taking replacing. your spot. You've been replaced. Vigo, you're being momentarily time replaced. <laughs> times new replaced momentarily. Today we're talking about. Today we're talking about uh, the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe Phase Two. We talked yeah. about. That was. That was uh, Max a little too excited. We're, we we we've spoken about. Uh, you guys, all excitement everywhere. Ew. <laughs> it's everywhere. It's in my raccoon wounds. <laughs> Stop it! Stop getting so excited. I can't help it. We've talked about uh, we we one of our I think it was our second podcast we talked about comic books right. and whatnot we kind of touched on now, the Marvel now. cinematic universe but this is specifically we're going to talk about Marvel Phase Two which was Iron Man three correct Thor two the Dark World the, the Dark, Dark World, world. Uh, Captain America two what was the subtitle uh, uh, Winter Soldier Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier and Guardians of the Galaxy, Galaxy. and uh, uh, I'm going to count it since the events led up to it. Uh, Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D., the TV show. Yeah, yeah. So, um, basically, those are the movies we're going to be covering today. And I know Reb hasn't heard or seen, was it? I have not seen Thor The Dark World yet. Okay, so, well, we'll go light on that one. Well, I'll try to contain myself around certain events. So which one, which one do you want to tackle first? I think, honestly, I think we should go in order. I think, I think we should cover the movies in order. I think we should talk about S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm going to admit, S.H.I.E.L.D. was really hard to get into. You and I started watching it about, we got up to what, episode 7? Are we doing the S.H.I.E.L.D. series first? I guess so. Alright, considering, considering the events in S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of sparked well, I, the I've... phase 2. I've left Shield in the dust. I it lost me around seventh or eighth episode, and I haven't I haven't seen much since then. I've seen a little bit. I saw the the episode that took place after the second Thor film, and that was fun. Right. But other right. than that, I've, I haven't been so keeping up. with So basically, it. if you haven't been watching Agents of Shield, they coincide with the movies, and like I, like Jack said, there's there's a few episodes that take place after Thor dealing with the cleanup. Uh, Elf invasion, I believe. <laughs> I, yeah, sure. I don't know what they are. They're dark elves. Okay, so. I missed that part. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I, the main thing in Thor 2 was the, what was they called? The mist? The uh, red kind well, of. It was, it was another one of those red, red stones like things. I mean, right. That's right. what the Marvel Universe is all about right now is the finding stones. colorful stones. Yes. Anyway, I'm not going to give away major plot points because I know... Jack said he's going to pick up S.H.I.E.L.D. S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, takes place with Agent Coulson and his own ragtag group of, you know, wannabes, so S.H.I.E.L.D. soldiers. And 
it's just them going around the nation being like, oh, this is weird. We should go investigate it. This is weird. We should go investigate it. One of them that they deal with is actually Coulson's death in the Avengers. They actually, you know, dive into that quite a bit. And it probably, it, it's, it, I still don't know what the hell's going on with it, but it's weird. And I enjoyed watching it for that point. But the major plot point in S.H.I.E.L.D., if you haven't watched it, spoiler alerts, is Hydra has seeped its way into S.H.I.E.L.D. <gasps> yeah. Oh my god! Cut off the head and two more replace it, whatever. That brings us into the events of Captain America 2. Now, Captain America 2 is basically Captain taking down S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. So... Yeah. In uh, dealing with the Winter Soldier. Reb, have you seen the Winter Soldier? Yes, I have. Good, and, I can uh, talk about this. Yeah. Personally, I liked Winter Soldier better than the first. Oh, I think yeah, I think that stands for all three of us yeah. here. <laughs> Since we've all seen it, spoiler alerts again. Cap is dealing with S.H.I.E.L.D. going down in flames, thanks to Hydra, and then finding out his best friend, Bucky Rogers, is back from the dead. And has been brainwashed by Hydra into trying to take down the world. So, what do you guys think about it? Think about she, uh, Captain Shield. America Two. Well, I was really hoping to go in order, but uh, I guess Captain America. She, uh, well, they take place. Let's just go with what it. It, it, it kind of connects with the Shield TV yeah. show, I guess. Uh, Captain America Winter Soldier, I, I went in with pretty low expectations because I didn't, <laughs> I, think I, I think, uh, I didn't dislike the first movie. I just thought it was just kind of par for the course and, you know, the, the third act left a lot to be desired. I didn't, I didn't really feel like the stakes were that high. Uh, I kind of knew what was going to happen, of course, uh, thanks, thanks to you. I know the history of Captain America, but uh, mm. ultimately... What I found so interesting about Captain America and the Winter Soldier was the fact that they're still able to make such a bland character in theory so interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Captain America is his whole shtick is a guy who who does the right thing just because it's the right thing. He 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 didn't have any parents that died or didn't face any tragedy or anything like that he simply wanted to go to war to you know fight with his troops to fight for his country and he just does the right thing because he's just a good guy that on paper is boring when i saw the first movie i thought it was interesting and he was interesting simply because it's an origin story we want to know what happened how he got his his strength how he became captain america that's interesting uh and after the fact i thought well captain america how interesting can he be after that Mm -hmm. and i i have to applaud uh the powers that be at marvel because when winter soldier came out this this goody goody two shoes of a superhero was thrown into a world where ideas of world war ii good and bad weren't there anymore Everything's gray. Mm-hmm. He he he's thrown into a world where he doesn't know who's right, who's wrong, where where things are muddled, things Basically are confusing. 
basically our the, world. The real yes, world. Yeah. exactly, uh, our world. You know, he he comes from a time where things are much clearer, and he and when he's thrust into this uh, these missions and this this uh, situation where he's not sure who the bad guy is, suddenly he becomes a more interesting character to me because he can't he can't suddenly focus on his tried and true well shoot the bad guys, right. protect the good guys. Right. It, it, it's a little more confusing than that, especially when it turns out that Hydra's been infiltrating S.H.I.E.L.D. and S.H.I.E.L.D. he didn't really agree with much anyway. And so I really enjoyed that. I, I loved everything that had to do with the Winter Soldier. Something that... Bucky. The, yeah, yeah, Bucky. Bucky. I, I knew they'd bring back Bucky, but I loved everything about that. See, one thing that the Marvel Phase 2 movies have... Uh, really failed at, I think, are recognizable villains, very memorable villains. And, and although the Winter Soldier was just kind of used, he wasn't the main villain of Captain America Winter I think, Soldier. Uh, actually, uh, he made he made one hell of an antagonist for uh, actually, Captain. I think, I think out of all the Phase 2 villains, I think Winter Soldier might be the one that stands out to me the most. Exactly. No, he is. He is, absolutely. You, you, you talk about how uh, Captain America is thrown into... A world that's that's gray, not mm-hmm. black and white anymore. Um, well, he and he just finds out that his best friend is alive after all these years, but he's and being used and being used yeah. as the bad guy, and you can't get any grayer than that. Exactly. I mean, exactly, exactly. That's what makes the second movie so compelling is that he he is so used to one way of fighting, and he gets thrown into the modern way of fighting, which is totally different from World War Two. Right. Which is why I think, I think after watching Winter Soldier, I think you would appreciate watching Agents of Shield more because mm-hmm. it's no longer this ragtag group of friends going out on adventures doing what's right. It's the gray line of mm-hmm. who do I trust, who who's who's actually my friend. Yeah. So that's one thing I loved about because when I watched the show, I was like, oh my god. This actually like coincides really well with Captain America too, and it made me appreciate it more. Well, that's that's something else I, I really liked that Captain America two did was that the events in Captain America two really did shake the Shield universe. The the entire yeah the entire Marvel Cinematic right. Universe because now uh, everything is thrown out of whack now. Everything, right. which I mean, they're probably not in order, but this will be a good segue into. Iron Man 3. Yeah. Because S.H.I.E.L.D. does not show its face in Iron Man 3, even though it's this global catastrophe of Killian Murphy uh, wanting her... <laughs> what? Did I say it wrong? Aldridge Killian. The Killian Murphy is the actor from Batman Begins who plays... Son of a... <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, when did Scarecrow become a Marvel? <laughs> right. Aldridge Kill- Killian. Aldridge yeah. Killian yeah. is, you know, seeking uh, revenge on Tony Stark for basically just being a asshole to him, which yeah. is hysterical because that's how Tony is. But S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't make any appearance in Iron mm. Man 3. I think this is a great movie because I think we talked about it. Oh, we've talked about we've talked about Iron Man plenty, uh, or the third movie plenty with our Worth previous podcasts. Twenty thirteen, yeah, top movies. Because I mean, this is Tony stripped down 
to the bare minimum. I mean, mm-hmm. you, I mean, literally, it's just Tony fighting a war because he doesn't have the Iron Man suit and he's just relying on his own wits. Yeah. In my room, while we're looking at my wall of your cocoon of Marvel posters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And well, yes, more or less. And I'm looking at the Avengers poster, and then I look up at Iron Man three, and in Avengers, he's he's basically got the suit on. It's got some damage on it. But if you look at the Iron Man 3 poster, there's barely anything on him. Yeah. It's like, mostly Tony. It's mostly Tony. You, I can see I can see some circuits, but, I mean, it's just bare minimal. Reb, what was your uh, opinion of Iron Man 3? We've, we've talked about Iron Man 3 up and down in plenty of podcasts, but what, what did you think of it? Personally, I think it's one of my favorites of the three. Yeah. We get glimpses of... And, and Iron Man 3 of the Avengers and what Tony went through. He had to go through that portal into that uh, hole, I mean, mm-hmm. that which caused, like, PTSD for yes, him. And that, yes. that was probably... That, that made it more interesting. I mean, he... And he was... He kept building and building these suits so much. Uh, ju- not to get rid of his anxiety. It wasn't... Uh, he And claimed that he, it was a hobby, which it wasn't. It was a an addiction. I... I like the fact that there was less Iron Man, more Tony, because Tony needed to come out of his cocoon, and yes. and every time he's shown in the light, he he tries to find some way mm-hmm. to get back in his in his own well, I mean, comfort th- zone. I mean, uh, which is the Iron suit. Man too. You know, the opening scene where he um, he's hosting the Stark Expo. Yeah, he enters in as Iron Man. Right, right. So he's he he's showing who he really is. He's like, I, me and the suit are basically one. This is my addiction because like even the dancers are dressed as Iron well, Man. Um, I think I think the point of Iron Man two was that he and the suit are one and the same, and the point of Iron Man three was he he's Iron Man right. without the suit. But that I think yeah. Iron yeah. Man two exactly. points out starts to point out the addiction. It's like that in the dark. Yeah. Dark Knight. I'm gonna go comic switch real quick. How uh, dare you? No, it's like in the Dark Knight Rises where uh, Alfred says, "Just because you put on the cowl, the cape, and the everything else, it, it means you're Batman." Anybody, right. anybody the, can be Batman. <laughs> yeah, anyone can be Batman. Well, it, it it's a little different with Iron Man three because uh, I think the point with Iron Man was that not everyone could be Iron Man. He he spent time in Iron Man, Iron Man Two, claiming that he and he Iron made so many suits. Of course, I can be my Iron Man. Well, that, <laughs> I think I think it was more of a, an internal thing that Tony Stark and Iron Man are one and the same, with or without the suit. He is Iron Man because I mean he even Tony Stark it. is Iron Man. He even admits it in three after he, they take the arc reactor out of his chest. And the shrapnel, save him from the shrapnel, he chucks it into the ocean and he says to himself, I am Iron Man. Right, you know, I, I, I like that yeah. it, it's about it's about the, the measure of a man rather than the measure of a, a superhero. And I've, I've talked about this before, Iron Man 3 is kind of like a, a superhero origin story that's been reverse engineered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, he gets rid of the suits, the trinkets, and the tricks and whatnot. But he's still this kind of super guy, mm-hmm. regardless, yeah. you know. And that I think that's one of the most positive things any superhero movie 
can do. And I don't think I know of any other superhero movie that has done something like yeah. that. And I really applaud Iron Man 3 for taking that leap and and making a, a good story out of pulling a, a, a hero out of his costume, right. basically. And I just want to point out, ever since I saw the first Iron Man movie, I've had a crush on Robert Downey Jr. ever since. Of okay. course, <laughs> of course. This is why we don't have... This is how we don't have a female on the show. We don't talk about crushes. You're so sexist. Yes, I am. I know I, know I briefly mentioned Thor, so... Mm-hmm. Let's let's go back and Well, I know I know Reb you haven't seen Thor Dark World, so I'll go light on this. I I think Thor Dark World is the weakest mm-hmm. of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I do not think it is a bad movie. I just think that more could have been done with it. And have you seen the deleted scenes for mm-hmm. Thor? I'm I'm really perturbed that they were cut from the movie. I, I, I think I think it adds a whole lot. I think it. honestly, I think the best thing to come out of Thor 2 was the Loki story arc. Oh, yeah. Loki was the best thing about that movie. Yeah. Absolutely. Whenever Loki was on screen, uh, Tom Hiddleston, he, he well, was... Well, he was hysterical. Yeah, he, he's absolutely But fantastic. I still think the story arc that he he is now portraying, I can't say it because of Reb, I think that oh, will... Oh, the tail end. The tail end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that will be... Honestly, I'm expecting a little bit of mayhem other than Ultron. And Avengers too. Well, I think I think I give Thor: The Dark World more credit than most people do. This was Alan Taylor's theatrical feature-length directorial debut. Mm-hmm. Alan Taylor is a director best known for uh, some of the Game of Thrones episodes, and he will be directing the or has directed the uh, next Terminator movie coming out. And your mileage may vary on uh, his choice of. Uh, stories that he's directing he's kind of a director for hire right now right which is on the one hand a little unfortunate but on the other hand he's he's a talented guy and i think the what he shot in thor the dark world will kind of grounded the thor universe uh, a little bit more than i think the, it gave us the first movie i did. think it gave us more of an understanding of what kind of as they put it, realms we're dealing with. Yeah. Let's face it, they're not gods. They're aliens. Basically. And I like that. I like that they've they've played them up like that. Yeah, I mean Very, very powerful aliens. They're they're <laughs> Thor is I mean, to to guys like They're Saiyans. <laughs> that's the crossover I wanna see. <laughs> to guys like Tony and Steve and Nick, they're aliens. Thor, right, Thor right. may claim to be a god, but he's an alien. I, I like just as we visit through different realms or different planets, how we see they, each of these people are betrayed. Well, the realms are kind of like, they're almost like alternate universes, really, in a, in a sense. They, they kind of expanded the Marvel Universe to be like well, cause they call, different they call, realities out there. They call Earth a realm, so it's a planet. Oh, okay. okay. It's a planet. Okay. So... I like how we got to see more of the different realms. I'm doing finger quotes. Planets. Hmm. More so, finger quotes. Yeah, more finger quotes. <laughs> the main thing we need to hit on here is the uh, the rock. The mist. Yeah. In, yeah. Here's, um, here's the thing. 
it's okay that it did this. I think I think Thor: The Dark World is one of those superhero movies, not just Marvel movies, but superhero movies in general, where they c- kind of start running together. Bad guy awakens, good who, guy who comes is, in to who is the save ninth, the day. Who is the ninth Doctor, by the way? If you didn't know yeah. that, Chris uh, Eccleston is the main bad guy, and he was wasted in this movie. He is yeah. one of the most uncompelling villains in the Marvel the, universe. Like, like and I, I had no. I, I won't remember him. Like Jack said, uh. the deleted scenes really should have been left in. Uh. Because he had some great moments. Yeah, some great background to this character. Well, yeah, we actually had some depth with him. But but in the finished film, he's just another run-of-the-mill villain trying he, he's, to... He's, he's the most overlooked in the whole Marvel Universe, I think. Well, for good reason. He uh, he did nothing. I for I me. count Whiplash more of a villain than I count him. Yeah, he he did nothing. He did nothing to compel just, me to enjoy. He was just like, oh, I'm mad at you because you destroyed my race. I mean, yeah, he was just, he was very run of the mill, and the whole storyline was very run of the mill. But within how typical and standard of a superhero movie this was. I think Alan Taylor did a lot with the shots. I think mm-hmm. I think Chris Hemsworth is wonderful as Thor, per usual. Hilarious as well. Uh, Natalie Portman Hot. is great to look at. I She kind of phones in her performances she, for me. Yeah. So yeah, well, she's still great to look at. Whatever. <laughs> I just love her hair. Yeah, yeah, her yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the whole reason I went to see the movie. Actually, I really did like her hair. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Even though I haven't seen it, I still like her hair. I saw previews of I, like, I, I actually think that's probably one of the better things about Thor 2. <laughs> Natalie Portman's hair. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> Thor 2 starting Natalie Portman's hair and Chris Hemsworth's So Thor 2 has, has a stone that they're everyone's after. Right. Kind of well, like the stone in the first Captain America and the first Avengers. Everyone's after that one. Okay, so we have another stone in. We have we have three in the mix. Great, great. And and the um, third one comes well, in. Well, well, well. What is this, Dragon Ball Z? <laughs> <laughs> they gather all seven and summon Shinra. At the end of Thor, Asgardians take the stone to somebody known as the Collector. Mm-hmm. The Collector's parting words are, "One down, five to go." I don't remember. I don't well, know. You, you should know this. One, I don't know. Hold, 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 hold. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Yeah, I think it's five. I think he said his his final words before the credits roll are one down, four to go. Because okay. there's five stones total. Which enters into, I think, one of the funniest Marvel movies of all time. I'm looking at the post. If I can play the song right now, I would come and get your love. Ladies and gentlemen, Guardians of the Galaxy. That's right, gentlemen. Chris Pratt as Star-Lord, along with Van Diesel as Groot. I thought of his name before, but I can't think of it now. Bradley, Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Cooper as Rocket Raccoon. I, I want to hear what you guys think of this movie. Reb. Reb, go ahead. You saw it most recently. It was worth every second of my life. <laughs> yeah, I kid you not. I mean, oh my gosh. I mean, I'm just... I, I, right now, I'm just looking at the poster right now. It, 
It says, from the studio that brought you Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, the Avengers, Marvel, Guardians of the Galaxy. And below that, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, and I must say, thank you. Thank you so much. It's hard to pick a favorite character because they're all just so great. Especially, especially Groot. I mean, he says so very little. He says, I am. <laughs> he says so very little. I am Groot. <laughs> but, but, but. But he does so much as well. I mean, it's <laughs> and and Rocket. Oh my God, Rocket! <laughs> Where have you been all my life? Oh man. <laughs> and then there's Chris Pratt. <laughs> just <laughs> I just recently wa- watched a few episodes of Parks Recreation. You're I just <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> I am Guardians of the Galaxy. You're welcome. <laughs> and, uh, I can't really stop picturing him without the. The crutches running down the street naked. <laughs> Come back with my boombox! <laughs> oh my god! Zoe Saldana as Gamora. She she's a natural beauty anyway, but they just they made her even more beautiful, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> they made her green. Yeah, I like green people. Hello, Star Piccolo. Trek. I was talking about Piccolo from Dragon Ball Z. Anyway, um, and then there's um, I don't know his t- tracks. Drax. 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 I don't know his real name. The actor. The actor's the actor. name is it J- I want to say James Dunstan or something, but he was uh, he was a former wrestler, or maybe still a wrestler. I think he... he is still a wrestler. Okay, alright. Well, for a wrestler, I mean, not that I'm not that I'm insulting him or anything, but he 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 is a very very good actor. This is I this thought. is actually his first theatrical appearance. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, expect more. <laughs> so you enjoyed it yes right. i loved it uh i want to hear from jack i want to say that I, I i like guardians guardians of the galaxy a whole lot i was looking forward to it you were constantly sending me pictures of a yeah. raccoon and a machine gun going i cannot wait yeah man this is i mean it, <laughs> you, you you sold me with that a raccoon with a machine gun how can i not oh yeah that's that's the selling point i gave you yeah that was yeah. the selling point absolutely i'm going to be in theaters to see that <laughs> So I get there, and I am introduced to all these wonderful characters, and they are very interesting characters, and I love watching them interact and play off each other and bounce witty lines off each other and stuff like that. And I I enjoyed the action scenes for the most part, but this wasn't one of my more favorite Marvel Phase 2 movies, or Marvel movies in general. And and here's why. It, it, It... the storyline we did this already in Thor: The Dark World. We we the it's there. Everyone's after another stone again, and I went to see it with Mary, and and she was just like, they're always after a stone. It's always some stone that they're going for and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, and I know where this is heading. I know it's heading towards the whole Infinity Gauntlet, and whatnot. But I really really hope we don't get another Marvel movie. Where everyone's after a stone. No. I really hope we don't. Uh, another what thing. Comic book characters and, what is with comic book characters and rocks? I'll explain. That. Right. Yeah. It, I'll, it's. I'll explain I don't. I didn't like uh, that. I also didn't like the villain. I I thought he wasn't very threatening. He I wasn't. Found him. He was a terrible dancer. Very. Be- <laughs> <laughs> Did I show you the deleted scenes? Yes. Oh my god. But I, I, I didn't find him very threatening. He, he uh, well, was just not very memorable. Kind of like the villain from Thor Dark World. And I, he, 
He yeah. reminded me of the character from Thor Dark World. He had the same makeup and stuff on it. He was just very... It was the same character from Thor Dark Run of the mill, <laughs> looking for a rock for ultimate power, trying... They, they tried to do something interesting with him, with him betraying uh, Thanos. Was betraying Thanos. Thanos. Yeah, yeah. And that, but that just went right over my head. I didn't care about that. I wanted them to go back to Chris Pratt and Raccoon. Uh, <laughs> it, it was, <laughs> you know? And, and, and that's where the movie shines, is the characters. The characters and them bouncing their witty lines off each other and their developing, uh, development and, and whatnot. And I, I love the idea, the very basic idea of of the teamwork mm-hmm. and coming together and putting to get putting aside everyone's differences to cut to 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 battle a greater threat and these characters were very different from each other oh god yeah. all the way through so i enjoyed that kind of you know power rangers com- camaraderie <laughs> going on there it was great and i i felt like it was very accessible for younger audiences too but i i hate the stone storyline i'm done with the stone storyline Stop going after rocks, please, Marvel. I, I just want to say one of the one of the downsides I, I did not like about Guardians of the Galaxy was uh, what's his name, Jaman Hud, Jaman Hansu. Jaman Hansu. I'm sorry, and the collector. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. That was Benicio. That was uh, that was Benicio del Toro who's the oh, collector. Oh, yeah. Jaman Hansu was w- the... was some sort of guard or yeah, yeah, black and... guard. Oh, the who? Yeah. 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 yeah I I didn't. He is too great of an actor to be brought to a... Wasted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I felt like he should have, I don't know, had more to do, had more per- had more purpose, because he is a, a very, very fine actor. He I, I, I believe he, he deserved more than just that in Guardians of the Galaxy, but that's just me, so... I agree with that. Okay, so now that you two have had your say, you're going to listen to the nerd. <laughs> I love Guardians of the Galaxy. I think it was Marvel's version of Star Wars. You got you got the outer space aspect flying from planet to planet with a bunch of people who are just brought together by chance. I with a common goal. I thought it was brilliant. I will agree with the villain. My fear of uh whatever his name is was kind of yeah, I don't even remember his name. Yeah, I don't remember the villain's name. <laughs> Get, All I know is that Thanos called him boy. Yeah. Okay. See, boy. 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 Right, your, my, your fear of boy. My fear of boy. Um, my my fear of boy failed in comparison when I actually saw Thanos on a screen. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for yeah, that was a dumb idea because I sat there going, "Oh, that's the guy from the end of Avengers." Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, for those of you who don't follow the Marvel universe, Thanos is like the dark side of uh, DC. You gotta. You, this is the guy you really need to be scared of. So when I saw Thanos, I was just like, "Oh," and then we're following this guy. I'm like, and then when he betrays him, I'm like, ha, "You're." F- <laughs> um but uh i enjoy i love the movie uh god what's not to love about it a raccoon with a machine gun and the yeah, urge to no, kill no, no, no. i don't want to i i wasn't real fond of the the macguffin the, yeah. the overall story and stuff like that but i think the characters are great and i think that it, it was ballsy yeah a movie uh, like this was ballsy it's not dark no it's completely insane this is, and out there i love that this but... is a complete opposite of what we're used to with the marvel movies we're used to action-packed in your face fighting and we we got well, guys we got guys running away in this movie 
like crashing into each other with their own ships, watching them explode. I think I think there's plenty of action and fighting and in your face stuff. I just don't think I think the realism and the grittiness of say Captain America Winter Soldier totally absent. Yeah. Totally absent. Uh, it, it, it's like Godzilla series in a sense that the Marvel Universe started out fairly grounded mm-hmm. and serious with the first movie. And the first Godzilla and movie just... is very grounded and serious and dark. And then you get to, you fast forward, say, like 1965 and Godzilla's in outer space <laughs> and he's fighting <laughs> aliens and stuff like that. And, and then you fast forward to from Iron Man 1 to Guardians of the Galaxy and we're in outer space, and we're just going off the deep end. I mean, and that's I love that. I love that they were they had the guts to do that. That was uh, it's one of the most respectable things about this movie, in my yeah. opinion. And then uh, as Reb brought up Van Diesel as Groot, oh my god, <laughs> the man says three words and. In the exact order, <laughs> and uh, that, that ending though. <laughs> that ending, the that ending though. <laughs> he was able to capture so much emotion just from those three words. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's kind of funny to say. <laughs> I felt stupid saying it, but uh, Groot actually does. He's he's a hysterical character with a big heart, and that definitely shows in the movie. Chris Pratt. Oh my god. What? Just. I can't wait to see him in Jurassic World. I really can't either. Just from watching. Just from me binge watching uh, Parks and Recreation and watching Guardians of the Galaxy about a billion times, I can't wait to see him be serious in Jurassic World. (laughs) It's going to be like, okay, why aren't you running down the street naked? Can we take him seriously now? Yeah, I I don't know. Surely he's going to pull some jokes. Surely he will. Yes, the stone. All right, Marvel chases stones. We all like stones. Uh, we have three stones. In the we have so we far. have three stones. We have uh, the tesseract, the red stone from uh, Thor. Thor. We got the purple stone. The purple stone from Guardians, and then I've also uh, been in talks with people who theorize the stone and Loki's staff. Oh, possibly we have four stones. Four out of five. Yeah, if they knocked out another one under our noses, that'd be great. Yeah. Because that means we have one less movie with another stone. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, all the stones lead up to uh, the Infinity Infinity Gauntlet, which Thanos gets a hold of. And uh, once these stones are put into the gauntlet, you basically can control time and space. And this is going to be in Avengers 3. 3, yeah. Um, And 4. So, yeah. Yeah. Hold on to your butts. Now, the last Marvel Phase 2 movie uh, won't include the Infinity Stones. or We're we're actually going a completely different way, which I'm really happy about, with one exception. Hmm. We are no longer allowed to say the words mutants, because Marvel does not own the words, own the Uh, rights. Fox owns, okay. We are no... (laughs) I can't believe they copyrighted that. I can't believe that. Uh, well, the in in the final Phase Two film, uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron, uh, we have Scarlet Witch and, and Quicksilver. Quicksilver, who made an appearance in the last X Men. Oh movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. However, well, Fox has copyrighted the word mutant. So that is so stupid. <laughs> How so, can you possibly copy? So wait, no, no. It gets better. 
So thanks to Fox being complete and utter heads, I might not even bleep that out. Did Scarlet they... Witch and Quicksilver, who are related, cover your ears if you don't want to hear this, and who are Magneto's children, hmm. are no longer mutants and are no longer Magneto's children. Marvel is even going as far as to retcon this in future Marvel or mutant comic books. This might be actually really? a serious retcon. Uh... Thanks for the up, so why are they referred well, to as if they're not mutants? They're superhumans. Huh? Aren't those mutants anyway? Isn't that a mutant? <laughs> well, you that say what they mean? copy. They 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 uh copywrote the uh word mutant or was that just part part of the deal? I when think they so. Handed, okay, all right. But yeah, there I read something that says that they're no longer mutants, hmm. which makes me kind of angry. Anyway, Age of Ultron. The story is. Tony's technology starts to get self-aware because of that. He's got to suit back up to uh, stop it. He's got Ultron is born from Tony's labyrinth. Voiced by James Spader. Yes. 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 So this is Blacklist fans, get ready. Yeah. (laughs) The trailer is creepy as hell to hear him talk as Ultron with all that distortion and I'm awake. Yeah, <laughs> one of my favorite trailers for it. It's all the actual characters like Mark Ruffalo, uh, uh, Tom Hensworth, or Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> God, one of my Tom so... Hilston. Tom Hilston. You got the poster yeah, right I here. Know. I don't know. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, all of them just sitting around a table, and Chris Hemsworth comes up with um, Thor's hammer and sets it down on the table, and this is the actors themselves just you know having a fun time right right and he's like so it said whoever is worthy can pick up thor's hammer and he just sits down there on the table and robert downey jr sits stands up and goes ha that's cute and he goes over and pick up the hammer and he can't even budget yeah yeah and then he's like wait a second i'll be right back and he goes and gets the uh glove the iron man the iron man glove and he starts and you can see the jettisons like trying to pull it <laughs> and then uh what's his name who plays uh Don Cheadle Don Cheadle who plays uh Rody 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 yeah comes up behind him as like backup uh no as a war machine he's like he's got the war machine glove on he's like he's like like, you're on my yeah he's like you're on my side right you help me pull this (laughs) (laughs) they're all just sitting around just having a good time and then you hear um ultron none of you are worthy and it oh it's the best trailer i've ever seen for this yeah, we uh we'll we'll put the trailer on Tumblr. Uh, I have a theory. Have Ultron pick up the camera. That <laughs> he he's going to do something that demoralizes the Avengers so much that even Thor believe, starts to believe he's not worthy and can't pick up the hammer. Well, Ultron. I, I think I think in the end, Cap is going to pick up the hammer. And, and sling it down Ultron's throat. I, I, I really do. I I just hope nobody dies in this, except for Ultron. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will admit, I don't know much about Ultron. I do know he's been the Avengers' greatest threat. In the trailers, we've seen bits and pieces of a broken shield. Right. Which, Captain America's shield has never been broken. So when we see a broken shield in the trailer and like a destroyed city, you're just thinking, holy, what's going to happen next? 
but from what I do know, somebody in the Avengers has a vision. I think it's actually Cap who has a vision of the world being destroyed by Ultron. And um, I think that's what they're going to go for in this movie. But what I'm most excited about, I could care less about Ultron at this point. Robert Downey Jr. faces Mark Ruffalo. Uh, Hulk versus Hulkbuster. This is going to be fun. <laughs> um, I was watching behind the scenes stuff on Guardians of the Galaxy. And they had, they had like little tidbits behind the scenes of Ultron and uh, it showed a glove of the Hulkbuster. But what made me smile was the fact that it took five crewmen to pick up the glove. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is outstanding. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun when, when it comes out. And then uh, Avengers, Avengers 2 comes out this summer. Mm-hmm. This coming summer. And after that we start phase three with Ant-Man. Oh god. Ant-Man, I'm... I was looking forward to it so much when it was directed by Edgar Wright. Yeah, and now I'm... Uh, I don't... I don't... My we'll excitement's see. gone. Alright, so Civil War, Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy, 5.5. I have no idea why it's called 5.5. Uh, Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther. Oh, yeah. Black Panther. Captain Marvel, The Inhumans... And then uh, Avengers Age of Ultron Part 1. No, 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 not Age of Ultron. Uh... Or, I'm sorry, Infinity War Part 1 coming out in May 2018. And then Part 2 coming out May 2019. So Phase 3 is going to be stacked yeah. when it comes out. So post, post Avengers 2 is going to be... Hold on to your butts. Yeah. We're a Marvel Comics. We're so tired. <laughs> we're Marvel Comics and we're running out well, of ideas hope, uh, we hope to uh, enjoy those movies and talk about them in the future as well I think we're going to wrap it up here I am Reb Hudgens Jack Hudgens I am Groot <laughs> just remember to like us on Facebook follow us on Twitter at Bold Bacon and visit us at thebaconbowl.tumblr.com take it easy y'all lasagna awesome